I've been sitting here for the past hour and a half cleaning up my open tabs because why not? And there's just so many of them open. The closing them just makes sense. Here's the kicker though. I sent the kids off to bed, planning to sit down and write up the first episode of Midnight Mabel. And instead, I'm closing excess tabs. You know, the teenage version of me would be telling myself to go look at the remaining open apps some more or some of the pointless spam emails that I have sitting in my gazillion email addresses. And then in a good hour, I'd convince myself that I'll never be a writer or a podcaster or a coach or a motivational speaker or any of it. And that I should just go to bed and give up on all hope of ever fulfilling my dreams. <laughs> Good thing I'm not a teenager. The 20 version, 20s version of me would be still at the bar or making a quick run to pick up the after bar beer at the closest gas station so that I could run back to the bar and down a few more drinks before the call last call. My mind wouldn't even be thinking about writing. The closest to writing I would be thinking about is when I'm sitting alone and depressed, dealing with a hangover or not being able to tag along with all my friends and friends is in those nice little air quotes. Because really, who has drinking buddies that are actually friends? Okay. Maybe I have one drinking buddy that became a lifelong friend. But that's it. Out of the dozens and dozens of drinking buddies that I once had. <laughs> Clearly the only thing good that came out of my 20s was my boys. I might have stumbled into my 30s. I'm not really sure. Actually, I entered my 30s with two boys and another on the way. Completely alone. Family hated me. Friends, there's that air quote again. Friends left me as I told nobody that I needed to take care of myself and my family. <laughs> yeah. My 30s wasn't a blur, but I sure wasn't sitting down thinking about where my life was going or anything like that. I sure didn't expect to end up homeless several times in my 30s. I was sitting down thinking about how I was alone and I wasted the last 10 years and I wasn't about to waste the next 10. So yeah. Flashback to my 30s, and at this time of night, I'd be sitting in the dark wondering what I'm going to do next to avoid going backwards, to stay alive, protect my children, pay my bills, not be a failure. And how in the world am I going to keep this amazing man in my life? Put in writing, or say it out loud, and yeah, in 20 years, give or take a few years, 
I really wasted a lot of time. If you're one of those math people, keep the exact dates to yourself. Because I can only imagine how many actual days I wasted in 20-ish years. Nope. I don't even want to think about it. So what am I doing? Beats the heck out of me. I started in my 40s. And it wasn't anything that I would brag about. Or even write home about. No. I started my 40s not knowing if I was going to make it through the night or a day handling the amount of pain that I was in. I spent more time in tears and screaming and pain than I did in laughter and comfort. Entering my 40s was nothing like I had ever dreamed it would be. And I can guarantee that it was nothing that you could ever imagine. Stick around long enough, you'll learn what happened. For now, though, what am I doing here? This whole idea to adventure out into the world actually started when I got my first computer, which was from Gateway. And I paid each and every one of those loan payments with my hard-earned money from my paper route. Back in the day of dial-up, and the belief that the internet was never going to take off, or become anything close to what it has become. I hated myself, and I wanted to die every single day, but I woke up. Talk about turning the story, huh? Seriously, though, I did. I couldn't stand to look at myself in the mirror any longer than it took for me to brush my teeth and my hair and get out of the bathroom. I had my grandmother's vanity in my room, but I would never look in the mirror. I couldn't. Not only did I not like the way I looked, or the way I dressed, or the person that I was, I didn't like having someone looking back at me. My first suicide attempt was the summer after sixth grade. My last suicide attempt was seven years later during my first year away at college. When you reach that point in your life, you never think you might get a chance later in life to talk about it. You don't plan to have any other moments in life. You aren't even thinking. I took a class recently and I've taken multiple classes throughout my education and life that have psychology as a basis. Well, this most recent class rather upset me as we were asked to stand up, pick a partner, and play both sides where we don't respond as one side, and the other side asks twice, are you feeling suicidal? Do you have a plan? As I looked around in that room at the beginning of the class, I couldn't believe how many hypocrites and look-the-other-wayers were in there. <laughs> now, we had to stand up and do this. No questions asked. One individual stepped out. I should have. I wanted to scream. 
My partner played the, ask, the asking side. I wanted to break down and cry. Then we switched. I couldn't get the words out to ask. I've never been asked if I have a plan before. And looking back, I didn't even have a plan then when I did try. Sadly, over the time of being in severe pain, I've been to the ER multiple times. And when they've asked what they could do to help me, I straight up told them, please just put a bullet through my head. I just want the pain to stop. Not once was I ever referred to mental health resources. Over the time of being in severe pain, I reached out to suicide hotlines and I broke down telling them how I was lost and I just wanted the pain to stop. They never once asked if I had a plan. The only question they asked, other than probing questions to keep me talking, was if I was in a safe place. Only twice out of a good several dozen times of calling over the span of three years did I ever have anyone ask if they could give me a follow-up call the next day or so just to see how I was doing. Only one of those times did they actually follow through and call me back. The last time that I called our local call line I was so full of anxiety that I blurted it out instantly when the call intake got me connected to the on-call. I wanted them to know that prior calls to them had really affected me in, in that calls were dropped and I was hung up on. I also made sure they were aware that I was told that since I live here, I should cowboy up or get out. Yeah. Wow. Sorry for that pause. I could really go off on a whole different tangent after saying that. Instead, I'll bite my tongue for now and get back to the whole point of why you're even listening to me right now. Actually. I have no idea why you decided to pick me to listen to. Of course, me being me, now that I've said that, I am curious. What sparked your interest to hit that button and give me even just a second out of your day? Don't tell me just yet. Let's build a relationship first, where I tell you about me. And then, when you feel comfortable and see how damaged I am, and want to reach out, do so and send me a message. Because somewhere in the future, I'd love to hear from you. Getting sidetracked again. <laughs> um, yeah. If I'm not getting sidetracked, then I'm clearly not feeling well. According to my mother, it takes forever for me to tell anyone anything. And it's very hard to follow me because I'm all over the place. Considering my past, 
I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as a coping strategy. Which then could be could take me completely off on another tangent that we will save for another exciting night. Oh my goodness. I feel like I had a moment of rambling. Anyway, so remember back just a few couple of minutes when I had mentioned that my computer came from Gateway? Whatever happened to Gateway? <laughs> Who knows? If you're still with me, awesome. So yeah, back then, back when I still had a couple of years left in high school, I remember all the safety first information that was being handed out and pretty much scaring anyone that is basically in their 60s now or older of how you shouldn't allow your children online unsupervised and that the internet is a very dangerous place. Both of those are still true today. You shouldn't allow children online unsupervised. And the internet is a very dangerous place. So be very cautious of what you allow your children to do and what you allow yourself to do. But remember, the only person that controls what you do is you. So anyway, at that time, I could only dream about becoming a writer and a website owner back then because our computer was in a public space in our house and anything that I did online was basically monitored by my mother. My dream was unreachable. In high school, I wrote for the school newspaper and I absolutely loved it. I was also involved with drama and had an amazing, very inspiring drama coach. I believe she taught speech in several other classes. She's amazing. Should reach out to her again. But if it wasn't for her encouragement and comments on my writing and her teachings. I never would have had that dream of being a writer and owning my own website and sharing my story. Everybody has a story to share. Anyway, back to where I was. So, our computer, it was in a public space in our house. Typically, either the living room, the dining room, uh, you know, basically those two rooms. Plus, it was a desktop, so you can't just pick it up and take it to your bedroom. So, anything that I did was basically monitored by my mother. To a point that was great and I appreciated the care that she had for my safety. However, I felt like I could never 
Like I never had a way that I could escape from being watched or from being judged. Eyes were always on me, it felt like. I desperately wanted to be the real life Doogie Hauser MD, minus the MD part, as I wanted to be a mortician at the time and not a doctor. But do you remember, and I find it cute that my daughter watches this series now, but remember how they ended every episode with him on his computer typing in his journal? Well, I wanted that, but I wanted it online. I know. Stupid idea, isn't it? And look at what I'm doing now. I even debated for a few years about this idea and how there isn't a soul out there that would actually want to listen to anything that I have to say, especially not about my life. A few years ago, my oldest had come home and shared something that he needed to be heard about on his view, and he wanted feedback. I may not remember what that specific thing was, but I remember him looking at me afterward and telling me how I should just become the next TED Talk person. At that time, I had no idea what that meant. And to this day, I have yet to listen to an actual TED Talk. He informed me that it's basically the same exact thing that I just did where it's like an informational, motivational speech, in a sense. My response was simply, who other than my kids, and not even my kids at times, would want to hear what I have to say? I don't know. A couple years later, and my son encouraged me, encouraging me to go for it, and here I am. Clearly, that whole website journal idea never happened. <clears throat> it would have been something to have almost 30 years tracked online of where my life had been and where it was heading. <laughs> life sure would have been different if I would have. Hmm. Kind of curious. What would life have been like? Can't go back. And change the past though. So time to try something different to start the future. I don't know where this is going to go. And I don't know where this is going to end. Only thing I can tell you is that I'll probably shed some tears along the line. I'll probably share some laughter. And I'm sure there will be a whole lot of in-between as well. One thing is for sure. It'll be me, my life, my opinions, my viewpoints, my experiences as I perceive them, my ups, my downs, my questions, my answers to my questions. <clears throat> Excuse me. My answers to your questions. And if anything comes from, any, from another source, then that source will either speak for themselves or I will cite 
who that source is. I will never speak for someone else. I will speak on topics that I feel need to be spoken about. You know, those topics that uh, seem to get swept under the rug and ignored. I will not make everyone happy. I will not apologize if my opinion hurts your feelings. And stay tuned for later episodes and I'll explain why. I will not change my viewpoint on something just because someone simply said so. I will not retract any experiences as I've perceived them and shared about it as this is mine. And again, stay tuned and we'll discuss this further in later episodes. If you feel what I have to share isn't for the kiddos to hear, then that is for you to determine. I'm not raising your kids and you have every right to decide if you listen to me when their ears are around. Yes, you may hear my kids in the background. You may hear my dog, you may hear my neighbors, the outside world. I'm not your fancy schmancy go out and buy all the cool equipment or know how to, to use the fancy apps and software to do this. Heck no. I'm using a simple voice recording app on my phone, and that's as fancy as I get. No editing. Real me. As it is. No. Nope. Not going to edit out my oops, I just said a air quote bad word. If you don't like how I speak, then don't listen. It's pretty simple. There is nobody out there that is going to force you to listen to me. And if there is, then I highly suggest that you stop everything that you're doing and handle that. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, deserves to be forced to do something that they don't want to do. Obviously, how you handle it is on you, as I'm not telling you to do anything. And what you do is completely your choice, not mine. The great Lord gave us all a mind. Some know how to use it, and some are still trying to figure it out. We all have the right to form our own opinions and pass our own judgments. As the only opinion and judgment that matters is when you're standing there at whatever gate you leave this world, and meet your maker at, as they have the final say. I don't know about you all, but I think I rambled and mumbled enough for one midnight. I'm going to bed. Sleep tight and nighty-night.